0: Hello and welcome to the Rock Your Voice podcast, vocal coaching tips that will transform your voice, interviews that will inspire, industry guidance, and so much more. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Super excited because my dear friend Cynthia is joining me today. uh, I call her my dear friend. She came into the studio as a terrified student. How many years ago was it? That's like a couple of years now, hey? Um, Oh
1: gosh, it's three probably
0: yeah time Time has flown so yes I have I have a um a very awesome habit of befriending my students so be warned I like that I like that (laughs) (laughs) um so yes Cynthia has kindly offered to come and talk today uh talk with me a little bit about how singing has affected her and why she sings Cynthia's got a really incredible background and so I really wanted to talk a bit about singing and mental health singing for stress relief and just how singing is um such an incredible avenue not just to learn a new skill and to sing songs nicely but how it really can affect you um in so many different ways and different areas in your life so uh
1: Cynthia welcome <laughs> Thank you for having me Emma Aww. I'm excited to be here yeah. and to share my story and yeah. hoping that um, it will give some other people out there pause to think you know maybe this is an avenue that I haven't pursued that could be helpful so very excited to be here yeah excellent so um
0: tell me a bit about music as a child were you were you always into singing and music when you were younger did you have lessons I can't remember
1: um, no, actually, it was my mother. Um, my mother loved to sing. My, my parents were older. I was, uh, I was adopted when my mother was 40 and my father was 44. Okay. And they were born back in 1919-1923. Just wow. to put a bit of context, they had uh, one daughter who was their biological daughter and my, I guess my mom went through empty nest syndrome and decided she needed a couple more kids so my brother was also adopted. But my mother loved to sing and she sang um, a lot of the music from the 1940s and 1950s and so I was brought up with uh, Bing Crosby and oh, Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. and um I can't remember some of the the female singers, but so there was music playing. And I always knew that when there was music in the house and uh, the records were on, it was a good time. Um, My mother probably had some of her own mental health struggles. And um, when I didn't hear the music, I knew it was probably gonna be a difficult time. So it really um, secured in me this sense of contentment and happiness and joy. Um, And so I sang in our elementary school choir um, in high school, I participated in our Glee Club, and it was actually called the Glee Club. Oh, even that's 10. fantastic. Um, and then, you know, I went to university and ended up joining our national police force, the RCMP. And for those of you listening that are not from Canada, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So I served as a police officer for 25 and a half years, and my husband served for 35 and a half years. Wow. And during those years, unfortunately, um, while I always loved music, I I kind of pulled away from it. I retired about nine years ago. And then a couple of years after my retirement, I was diagnosed with PTSD. And I started on a long journey of recovery and in that recovery I found music again. I love
0: that and you write a lot as well don't you so was your writing in part of that recovery or has that also been something that you've always loved to do?
1: Yeah no writing um, is something that happened during my recovery and The biggest, the biggest issue for anybody with mental health struggles, especially that have come from the first responder world, Mm -hmm. is we're taught to emotionally shut down, we're on emotional lockdown, we're we're the tough guy, we're the one that has to be strong for everybody else. And unfortunately, uh, when you think about it, mental health in first responders is not really valued we're starting to talk about it we're starting to have conversations and recognize the impact but it it honestly is not valued at a level it should be so after years and years of of being told that in order to function and be good and competent Mm -hmm. you need to be emotionally shut down um and quite and quite honestly to be able to to deal with some of the traumas we deal with because yeah. of the nature of our work you do shut down emotionally because um, otherwise you wouldn't be able to do your job but at some time that will catch up to you yeah so what's happening through this process with writing and with music for me is I'm unlocking all of these things that have been shoved way back in my brain and um the changes were absolutely incredible. Writing was the first step. I, I started writing, not recognizing that it was something I could even do. And I'm actually in the process of um, finishing up writing my memoir. I love this. It's about this journey. And um, the, it's about how I got to where I was and, and how I got to where I am today. And the important, there were so many different parts of it that played important roles, but music was was a huge, a huge component of that. So I found it again, and how I found it was kind of interesting.
0: You have to be quite brave to take that step in going back into singing because it's such a vulnerable thing for many people to do. It's quite terrifying for some people to sing in front of others. Or, So how, yeah. how did you start the journey? How, how did it come to be?
1: So what happened is that I, uh, when I was diagnosed with PTSD, I started attending the Operational Stress Injury Clinic here in Calgary and was in treatment for about four years, wow. a very intense treatment. And throughout that journey, I went to a point where I was afraid to leave the house. I couldn't do anything by myself. Um, And I just really had shut down because they were digging into those places that I didn't want to go. And I didn't have the energy to interact with society. And I didn't feel safe. So what happened is once I started writing and the words, it was like a water tap that was turned on. And the words, by getting the words on paper... I started processing things emotionally. So I felt, and I missed, even though I didn't want to go out, I missed connection. So my first step, a a friend of mine recommended uh, a choir that's here in um, Calgary. And they're a rock pop choir. You don't have to have any singing background. And, And that was one of the big drawing cards for me. Even though I did, I knew that there would be people um, with all levels of experience. Right. So the possibility of being judged would probably not be there. Yeah. So I, I remember walking into the room, there was probably about 100 people just quietly um, sitting at the back and watching and listening and just feeling the joy nice. of everybody in that room singing. And it just sparked something in me that I'd forgotten. Like I had forgotten Aww. the amount of joy that I got from music. So I did that for um, two or three years. And then I felt like I wanted to go the next step, which um, a dream of mine had always been to take voice lessons. And I had that typical self negative talk that you probably get with all your students. Yeah,
0: very common, (laughs) very common.
1: I can't stand the sound of of my voice. I actually, I'm too old. You know, so I had a million reasons and it was almost serendipitous that on this particular day I was researching vocal coaches in Calgary and, and Rocket Vocal Studios kept coming up. So I'm like, wow, well, I might as well give it a try. And then um, the phone rang and this wonderful, cheerful, vibrant voice (laughs) (laughs) answered. And this woman by the name of Emma, who was a vocal coach, (laughs) who was so warm and receptive, that I thought, this, this is what this is what I'm looking for. At least I knew um, that your approach to life was probably what I was looking to find again, the joy and the happiness and, the, and everything. So that's where I started back with you. And I have to say, it was almost one of the most terrifying things I've ever done, yeah. recognizing, um, you know, things in policing were certainly terrifying at times, mm-hmm. but singing in front of someone you don't know is wow. probably one of the most vulnerable experiences mm-hmm. you, you can ever have. And that's where our journey started. So I went from having never in my life, even though I could talk uh-huh. to large groups of people or do all those things I did in my policing world, this was very different. Right, And it tapped into the armor that I had built up about exposing myself and being vulnerable yes. in a way I didn't anticipate. I had no idea how um extensive getting voice lessons can and i'm not sure extensive is the right word but getting voice tapping into your voice your voice leads to your emotions yes and it really um started to allow me to focus on trying to get my emotions out through my voice, which, as you know, you and I are still working on today. <laughs> I am trying. <laughs> I am trying so hard. But you've taken me, Emma, from, you know, the little mouse that crawled into your room on oh, that first day to having sung up on your stage yeah. in front of other people um, and sung by myself, something I never in a million years would have thought. Could wow. have happened, wow. and from a mental health perspective, it is just helping me to recognize that I can still grow, mm-hmm. uh, even as as someone who's dealing with a mental health issue, yep. even as someone you know, a woman who is um, is older in age, and um, when a lot of people are saying, "Hey, I don't need to develop myself anymore," I'm like, "Ooh, where is this going to take me?" Right. So there's so much potential with music. So um, I am just so thrilled with how music has impacted me and helped to grow me on my mental health journey
0: amazing that's that's incredible like I I think every student that has come through the doors for their first session um, whether they are um, whether they've been classically trained to a ridiculously high level with whether they've been sent to me from a record label or whether they are similar to you just on a journey to explore and, and learn new things they're terrified <laughs> everyone is always so nervous and I take it for granted because I see new people all the time. So I'm just like, okay, let's dig right into it. And then I have to take that moment to acknowledge it and be like, okay, this is normal. Everybody feels this way. And the fact that you would compare it to some of the situations like that level, um, For me, and I don't know whether I'm an anomaly or a complete freak, but I, I was, well, I guess because I started off as a kid too. I just begged my mother for a singing. It was like my life and my dream was to start singing lessons. So the minute I walked into singing lessons, it was like best day ever. Um. So yeah. for other people and everyone else who is like experiencing that anxiety and that fear of judgment, because I think now that I teach adults, most people are adults who are starting with me. So they do, there's that fear of judgment and... Um, huge anxiety
1: exactly and I think what happens is is for so many of us our you know our family of origin how we grew up Mm -hmm. Um, you know my mother at times could be critical of me and and not um, you know not in a malicious way um, thinking she was providing constructive criticism (laughs) right the delivery method was was pretty brutal at times so you start with that negative self-talk and then you know had I Um, from day one, been told, oh, listen to your voice, it's wonderful, it's beautiful, keep going. I probably would never have thought about the fact that I need to be self-conscious about how I sound. Like you, you had a very supportive environment with that. And even though my mother sang and and we all loved music, and I took piano lessons and I took classical guitar and then clarinet and saxophone. And I wasn't good at any of them, but (laughs) I still did them for short periods of time. I carried that you know that negative um, self-talk mm-hmm. voice with me and and then so when I got into um, I got into voice lessons you know it was their full force right. and I think too depending on what our roles are so as a police officer you put a, a uniform on and it's almost like that uniform gives you permission to be confident and yes. confident in your decisions and um, I knew very clearly what my role was and how to do it. And, and I had really good training. Um, even with all of that, once that uniform is removed yes. and no matter what your profession is, um, all of a sudden I'm vulnerable. I'm, I'm, I'm no longer that person. I yeah. pop back to being Cynthia Hamilton Urquhart um, who has all these fears and negative thought processes and everything. And um, that carries into the, into the, the voice room when I'm hearing my voice and, cringing with how I feel it sounds because it's not <laughs> perfect and as you know um, another thing about only really having sung in choirs they're very different um, yes. you know everything is laid out so the rules are very clear mm-hmm. which is why I was very comfortable there and how I could do things and when you tell me something like well don't follow how the other singer sings it do your own thing yeah. you know <laughs> I panic I'm like oh <laughs> Like you tell me tap into your emotion how are yeah. you feeling and i know how i feel but i still can't get it out <laughs> so.
0: it's it's really hard and it's i see that a lot too with um people who come to me with uh, a lot of classical training who have bit just follow the rules follow the rules and then they're like actually i've just got, gotten to a point where i want to i don't even know what my own voice sounds like anymore
1: Right. So because you're so used to, like when you tell me to just, you know, run with it, the emotion, I want to, but I can't. And that's what you and I discuss a lot in our lessons. And yes. I just keep trying and I keep picking different songs and I'll pick songs that have emotion. <clears throat> they may remind me of something with hopes. So it's not that I'm not feeling it, but yes. it's letting it out. It's trying to... Just when I see singers on stage and I love the shows like America's Got Talent and, and those things because they're not professionals most yeah. times. And I watch how they sing and express an emote and I'm like, Oh, I wanna do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it will come, it will come. You're getting you're getting there. You're getting there. It's so it's so much fun to just see the growth and the change. Like oh, it's it's so
1: much and fun. Myself, and I have I have realistic expectations. So I'm not like I've said to you, I think before, you know, I, I didn't come to you hoping to sound like Celine Dion in a couple of years. Not at all, but I sing for the joy of singing. Right. Like it's just, it brings me so much joy. And for the connection, yes. um, you know, I've met some wonderful, wonderful people uh, when I was singing in the previous choir. Um, I actually joined another choir yeah. to challenge myself. It, it, it's a performing Performing choir here in Calgary, and so that brings a whole other level to me. And then um, the people that I meet, the connections, Mm -hmm. the people that love music, uh, and the supportive community—you know, non-judgmental, just go for it, people. And um, that's that's what I'm rebuilding my world with when I look after my mental health and Mm self-care, and doing this for me. Like some people like to paint, other people. Like to jog. Um, I just like to sing, right. and it's interesting because sometimes people will say, "Well, you're taking singing lessons. Well, like, what do you do with it?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? What do I do right. with it? I just, I enjoy, enjoy it. it. <laughs> I practice singing. I push myself. It's just, a, it's a skill set I'm learning. Yes, just for the the pure joy of it. Yeah. So. I love to also sing in the choirs, but even if I wasn't able to do that anymore, I'm singing for the joy of singing. And when I walk out of my room in in my home after I've, practiced or pick some songs I just feel so good oh, it's I just so that. it's its own drug
0: it is yeah. I mean there there's a lot of scientific evidence about you know the breathing and all of the mm-hmm. the things that that people are sort of getting used to now with meditation and a bit more accepting with sort of yoga and, and all of that um but no it's a bit, singing is also scientifically proven it you know you releases your endorphins and it puts you in a better mood it gets it just gets everything flowing in a really nice way and a, another thing that's really important to remember that you've also you've really learned as well is that when you do come into the studio for the first time and that you're thinking of judging your voice and your sound it's not just a matter of improving your sound it's we're working on muscles it's yeah. a physical activity so although you're not necessarily going to break a sweat and start losing weight, you're you're working muscles that you can train. So no matter where you're at, if you're doing it correctly, you go, you're going to get stronger. It's not just a matter of thinking, "Well, this is my voice and this is what it sounds like and can you help me just make it sound a little bit better?" It's like, "No, actually, with the right exercises and the right technique and the and uh, the right mindset, it's the same as learning art or dance or Mm -hmm. any any kind of you know creative skill the more you practice it the better you're gonna get it's just a fact
1: and and, you know that's it's funny because um I I was that person that you just talked about that came in and just wanted to sing and I I hoped I would get better I knew nothing of the mechanics of it um I had you know in the analogy of comparing it to a gym and working out a muscle it's so simple Mm -hmm. to understand when you hear it and why Um, It's kind of like mental health. Why don't we talk about that more? Why don't we, uh, why do we just look at music from one perspective? And and there's so many different areas of it and levels. And why isn't it part of all of our lives Mm -hmm. in some capacity? Because I would rather sing if I had a choice than take medication to improve my mental health. Although I have had to take medication, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think it's like anything in life we, we're always striving and looking for options of things um, yeah. and we just don't talk about music from that perspective you know right. or we don't talk about mental health and being proactive about it and self-care mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and again you ask why does this have to be this way so like I said we're making progress but we still have a long way to go yeah definitely And
0: it's, it's fantastic. We were talking just now about, um, there's another podcast episode with Ingela Onstad, and she's incredible. She's a performance anxiety coach and also a a therapist and, um, so phenomenal combo of singing and therapy. So I, I'm so happy to have met up with her, but, um, and and I'm thrilled because I've, oh, the studio has been going now for, I'm, I'm not sure a long time. I've been teaching for over 20 years, so a while, um, but once a day in my teaching, there is that mm. therapy kind of uh, we're talking about things that are not just vocal technique. It's like, oh, I'm feeling this because of that or, or mm-hmm. things come up. It's it's an emotional it's an emotional sport, this singing thing. <laughs> um, it's it's very it's it's a, such a personal, emotional, connected. You can't, in my opinion, you can't create uh, music that is. <laughs> good I want a much better word than good but like you can't create effective song or music without the emotional connection and um it's like painting by numbers
1: um
0: good on you if you're doing your your cross stitch and you're painting by numbers but that's that's not you expressing yourself you're following the rules again right so Mm -hmm. I just love when people can just dig into a song and they can express themselves and a lot of the time people will get very emotional when they first feel that connection so for me it's been a really interesting journey of wow this is way more than just teaching people to sound nice
1: yeah and I think for me that's you know that journey and and the emotional connection and feeling and understanding that when I came in um, I remember some of the conversations you and I had and you would say to me are are you tired or Mm -hmm. Um, what's your week been like because like you could pick up uh, from me based on my singing what was going on and um, I was kind of dumbfounded that your voice and your your um, musical instrument which is our voices would be impacted that much by it so does that ever if you think about mental health then is that, you know, our feelings and emotions, our body carries it.
0: 100%. And you know, we
1: say it, but you really understand it through music. Mm-hmm. You really understand that my body is full of stress yes. right now or, or grief mm-hmm. or something, and you can't hide it. Yes. You know, you can't, through your voice, your voice will not allow you to hide it. Yes. And then being, you know, based on what you just said, is that when you're trying to um, express through music you are vulnerable like Mm. to do it the way we should yes you have to let it all out you know it's like chipping away at who you are and then it's also from my perspective as the singer if I let it all out then I actually have to sit with it I have to hear it Right. and that's really difficult yes. you know to be there and and then know that someone is watching me be emotional yes. again that's from that first responder side mm-hmm. where your go-to is to hide it and to package it away and yeah. put it on a shelf maybe deal with it later and and the problem is later may not come when you want it to you yes. know you need so much you just can't it's like trying and, and it's a very um common analogy it's like trying to to save a dam and holes start poking through and yeah. you only get so many fingers to put yes, into the yes. holes and eventually you can't do it. So so, so you're right, the emotion and the feeling and the vulnerability that comes and allows you to visit and get to know through voice lessons or through music, mm-hmm. is incredible. It's It's been such a huge part of my therapy and I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. It may not sound as exactly. great when I'm 90, but I'll still be there. <laughs>
0: And I say it again, if it's a muscle, if you're working it healthily, you can sing, you can keep singing. It's And it's one of those things too, is that's really important. I, I can tell from a certain, from whoever walks in the door, I can kind of tell what level they're at and like I'll meet someone and be like oh we we're probably gonna have some tears before the end of the session today and don't get me wrong (laughs) I don't sit there and be like okay so tell me about your worst memory and what are these horrible things that we can dig up in your lesson it's just that the voice holds it and then the singing releases it and my job personally I feel is to allow you as a singer to connect emotionally to the song not necessarily a trauma that you're carrying or so that is not my job that I am not a therapist (laughs) but it is to make sure that you can bring the amount of emotion and connection to a song that you want without having to feel too you want to be able to connect but you don't want to have a breakdown <laughs> do you know oh, what I mean you want to feel it on stage yeah right? <laughs> yeah yeah totally we want feeling and emotion and 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 when it's locked up in your voice you can hear it and the singer can feel it I can hear it so it, for me it's it's telling me like there is there's a connection here to the song and there is something that needs to be released whether it's w- whether it's through singing or whether it's through other kinds of therapy um, but it's something that you can, he- I can hear, the singer can feel, and we work together in, strange as it may sound, in a really fun, positive way to just kind of move through it. And it yeah. seems to work.
1: Well, and I, I compare it to writing. You had mentioned that before. It's like holding a pen in my hand, and I'm, I'm holding the words. And then once I start to release them onto the page, yes. again, it's letting out whatever that emotion or feeling or whatever it is in the moment that I want to let go of. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just, it's, a, it's another vessel. It's very different, but it's really similar. Yes. You know, it honestly is very similar because it deals with words and yep. emotion and um, somehow releasing it from, yes. your, from your being um, you can do it through your voice, you can do it through words with a pen or um, whatever. But yeah, the similarities, until I started uh, the voice lessons, I never realized how how connected it really is. And hence, you understand people that write songs mm-hmm. and want to find the right singer to present the song. Yes. So that, that nice balance of emotion and whatever is there. And, which then means that me, when I listen to the song because the right person is there um, it will have an impact on me as well and and it it does it's um, the relaxation or the joy so when we have family gatherings it's very common for us to play east coast music because that's where we're from the east coast of Canada and it just means joy and laughter and fun and our grandchildren love it and it just puts everybody into a great you know Uh, frame of mind other times I feel like listening to classical music other times rock and roll and each genre of music plays a different role that creates such a great feeling in me or even if I'm feeling down and I want something that's more reflective or it it still soothes so music just um, on so many levels is so helpful for mental health yeah. and you know I, I my focus is on is on uh, first responders but that goes for everyone obviously right. you know every, everyone in life yeah
0: and to have the uh, the ability to really let it out really loudly too if you want to <laughs> <It's like laughs> basically go scream your head off but in a, in a pretty yeah. way in a polite way
1: <laughs> well yes and it just exactly well and one thing I want to mention because I was thinking about you with um, there's been a lots of lots of um, videos on uh, Facebook and YouTube and stuff showing first responders like police officers um, competing with each other from different detachments singing songs um, and who can do it better right. and everybody. you can just see the joy on their faces yes. it's honestly so music police officers doing it you have the uh, health care workers yes. with the COVID doing it and you just feel and see their joy and think of what it's doing for them in that moment like it's just incredible i just love it can you tell
0: <laughs> no i love it i cuz it like i said it's something that comes up so frequently with yeah. all of my all of my students. It's not like I'm just dealing with a guitar and it's like, oh this string is broken. We need to fix that for it to sound good. It's like we're it's a human body and it's we're people. We're humans. Our instruments are humans.
1: <laughs> so well, and do you know what I was thinking about um the trauma of a teacher you don't connect with in yeah. singing. Oh yeah So no I've talked to people who you know, they go to singing lessons and they're terrified. And I remember thinking, why? Then why are you going? But there's a whole component to that, right?
0: Oh, there is. And there are so many, so many of my clients remember being like seven or even younger where they're like, they can name the teacher. They can tell me where they were sat in the classroom and like Mm -hmm. the teacher telling them they sounded bad or just to pretend (laughs) to sing or whatever. And these these grown men and women have been carrying that around since they were seven or, or younger. And it's just like, no, this is wrong. Like,
1: yeah. Do you know what? It, it might be an interesting podcast mm-hmm. to, or, or a blurb or something somewhere so that someone who has been told that yes. can go, Oh, you know there's other people that were told that and totally.
0: well is it like at, at seven years old were you ever told in gym class you're never gonna run a marathon or your legs are just too short to do oh, running you what? Or that's,
1: that's a really good comparison right yeah or like, or like, like your
0: surgeon that. skills are really crap young timmy it's <laughs> like i'm five
1: i haven't learned to do it yet <laughs> oh my gosh I never thought about it from that perspective. You would never be told that. No. Or at seven, you'll never be a writer. Right? Like at seven years old, you know? So yeah. And this is where it, the, it, the confidence
0: big... comes in too. Because if there is a kid who at seven years old just doesn't care and is belting their face off, maybe doesn't even sound that great, but is just giving her with the emotional connection and just feeling it. I don't know whether they're singing about rainbows or what they had for breakfast that day or their puppy dog or whatever. But if they're giving her... Mm-hmm. the teacher's probably going to be like, wow, she's really talented or he's really talented. Whereas the shy kid that's voice is going to crack because they're so tense and the muscles are locked up
1: mm-hmm. is not
0: going to sound as good. So that's well, when yeah. they get told, yeah, no, you're not that great. So don't, pers-. it's like, whoa, makes me crazy. So I used to
1: sing all the time, like my mom did. And, you know, I would go to bed at night and probably sing for half an hour. To talk oh, to my love Yeah, So I, 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 I wasn't conscious at all. But what happened, and I think it was, it must have been in junior high school. Um, I would hum. And my mother, I remember one day, same thing. It's like that one event. Yeah. She looked at me and she goes, why are you humming? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like 13 or 14. She says, why are you humming? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm in a good mood. Well, stop it. I don't oh. want to hear you hum anymore. I think this was one of her mental health moments. All right? And it shut me down. From that point forward, I didn't sing at night anymore, oh. um, you know, at, and, um, from my bed. I didn't, it just, again, one stupid thing. I mean, realistically, it's like, well, why the hell would I let that shut me down? But I, I think it was just a, a accumulation of a bunch of other negative mm-hmm. things she had done. But it, it's something as simple as that. And then I just stopped the, we just stopped. Um, I stopped and started getting self-conscious. Yeah. When I, you know, so I was almost taught to be self-conscious yes. by these different things.
0: Everyone, everyone has yeah. that moment. And that's what I like to do at the beginning of workshops. I think you've been in it before and I'm like, okay, whatever that moment was, whatever, whoever that person was, you're going to put it on a piece of paper and we're going to just put it in this box for now. And they yeah. like the minute that that's awesome. comes in, you forget them. They they're irrelevant right now.
1: Well, and you know, what's so good about that? They do that at the operational stress injury clinic. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a process that we go through. Um, one of you know, like what one of the, maybe our worst traumas or a childhood memory or something. We put it in a box, right, actually. right. Lock up the box. So it's it's a perfect way for you to do it.
0: Yeah,
1: and then yeah. just sit there and um, and that's what I think I noticed from you right away. You and you had mentioned to Ingla about is it the type of music teacher you are or and she is right. What? You know that people feel open and comfortable that they can talk,
0: yes, or
1: is this something you know most um, music teachers deal with? And, yeah. and I think if you're an effective music teacher, you're going to deal with it. If yes. you're a you know a biatch, yeah. then probably not too much because I'm not going to be telling you stuff, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. That's true. If you're just here to sing pretty and get the job done and go home, then. Yeah, it's going to be a different experience. Yeah, yeah so. totally. Oh, I love this, Cynthia. This is this is really good stuff. I've I kept recording because like that little chat there at the end. Is that okay if I share about your mom and the humming? Yeah, sure. Perfect. You because that's put a perfect it. example of like ev. Everybody, I think I have every single one of my students has brought up over time the one moment or the one person that has just
1: it changed that
0: switch like when you listen to children playing and singing and laughing then and then there's that one moment where it's like oh I can't be that loud or I can't be that honest or I can't be that genuine
1: well and and you're and you're so right in so many different places there was another time I was dancing with friends when I was in elementary school I was probably 10 and my mother said oh you're so stiff like loosen up like what are you doing so after that I stopped I stopped dancing because I was self-conscious. I didn't know to be self-conscious up to that point. So those little things in parenting and here we are, like here I am almost, you know, 60 years old thinking about stupidity when I was 14. And and it's funny how it impacts you that much. And my intellectual brain tells me different, Yeah. right? I know intellectually, this is ridiculous, but emotionally mm-hmm. i'm carrying it yeah. and haven't processed it at a level that allows it to get out right and therefore here i sit
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. oh cynthia thank you so
0: much is there anything else that you'd like to share while we're here
1: i'm just I, you know what for anyone who is struggling um with mental health issues don't forget about music mm-hmm. um, and how it connects and how it can heal and soothe consider taking voice lessons. It's not just about the voice or that you have to have a goal that you want to become a professional singer. It's actually something that can really help you dig down inside and um, work on yourself and personal growth and finding a voice and Mm -hmm. what can you do with that voice and um, being able to laugh at yourself as well <laughs> that, that's important at times
0: sure. connecting
1: with people that love music honestly you do not have to have a background i, I have a background just more from the idea that music brings joy it mm-hmm. did in my family but you don't have to have it no, and not at all um, yeah so just be open-minded Aww. to music and voice and meeting wonderful people like him. If you are
0: interested in learning more, check out rocketvocalstudios.com or follow Rocket Vocal Studios, that's R-O-C-K-I-T, Vocal Studios on all social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to share with your friends, like and subscribe. And uh, I look forward to joining you again with more on the Rock Your Voice podcast. Thanks again, Cynthia, and we'll be back with more very soon.